inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever had somebody said that you said this and you never said it? Have you ever told something over and over and over and they just don't get it? Have you ever wondered why that the only time people listen to you is when you yell at them? Have you noticed things about your communication that, how do we say this, are not getting you what you want? Today on Like It Matter Radio, we're going to talk about that one thing, that basis of all communication, that basis for all relationships, I should say, and that is communication. You know, I've been working with people for 31 years. I cannot believe it. Uh, I feel like a little kid still, but 31 years, uh, I have been transforming lives in my intensive leadership training, coaching, counseling Uh, And, you know, when people ask me what I do, it's hard to explain what I do. But, uh, you know, I always use the story of George Bernard Shaw. You know, George Bernard Shaw was a famous writer. And near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters. And one of the reporters posed a question. He said, hey, George, yeah? He said, "Uh, knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could be anybody I wanted to be and live my life all over again, then I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And see, what he was talking about was living to his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems. And that truly is our job if we are to adopt the sign of being under construction. See, under construction is our one calling in life. I hate when people say, well, that's just the way I am, deal with it. No, that's not just the way you are. That's the way you choose to be. See, what you do and who you are are on two totally different logical levels. But when you continue to do what you've been doing, then people start considering that's who you are. And so as a leader under construction, it's about getting better. It's about being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're gonna talk about. I wanna go into communication. Why? Because communication is the foundation for all relationships, whether we're talking about our personal or our professional relationships. The father of transactional analysis is a man by the name of Dr. Eric Byrne. And I think it was 1965, the year of my birth, he wrote a book, The Games People Play. To this day, uh, it's one of the most uh, uh, successful uh, personal growth books ever written. Our parents, my parents, people my age, our parents 
read that book. And then after that book, a few years later, there was a book that came out. I don't remember who wrote it, but I'm okay, you're okay. And it's, again, a continuation. Both those books were on the basis of transactional analysis. And transactional analysis is basically Dr. Eric Burns' way to take the complex field of communication, of psychotherapy, if you will, and put it into layman's term. Again, communication is the foundation for all relationships, whether we're talking personal or professional, whether we're talking with other people or ourselves. Did you hear that? Yep, I said ourselves. See, Dr. Eric Byrne called these, quote, interactions. Remember, we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. That's what the study of epigenetics tells us. Dr. Caroline Leaf, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. And so these 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day, what is it when we're thinking to ourselves? We are talking to ourselves. I know it sounds strange, but these are interper or intrapersonal uh, transactions, if you will, interactions. And see, when we connect with another people, when we, quote, communicate, we have an interaction with another person. These are transactions. And Dr. Byrne went on to call these transactions the fundamental unit of social action. And so today, I, I want to talk about my weekend. You know, I just returned from Monterrey, Mexico. That is not a border town. That is deep in the heart of Mexico, Matter of fact, I found out, I remember what the state is called that Monterey's in, but uh, piggyback with Monterey is another city called uh, San uh, Pedro. And San Pedro happens to be one of the wealthiest uh, districts or areas, I think in all of Mexico. And so Monterey, Mexico has a, a lot of manufacturing. Uh, I know one of my good f clients, uh, Molded Fiberglass uh, out of Ashla, Asheville, North Carolina, they have a plant up there. Lots of international corporations. Tesla's getting ready to build a huge plant there. Uh, and one of my big clients, Nidic Motors, uh, it also has a plant, multiple plants around the world, but a plant in Monterey. And so Javier Davila, uh, VP there, I've worked with Javier. He went through my training 24 years ago. He hired me to, uh, and paid me, Nidic paid me to go to Mexico and teach my leadership awakening class to 16 of his professionals. These are executives. These are not people sitting at the border waiting to cross over legally. These are people that make a good living, as good of a living as people here in America. These are young people, old people, people that, that uh, you know, uh, are working on their English, people that have college degrees, people that are working in what we call the maquilas, these, these manufacturing companies. And here's the thing. These are Mexicans. Now, whenever I say Mexicans in America, I feel like a racist because we've been programmed so stupidly to think everything's racist. But if Canadians are from Canada and Americans are from America, then those from Mexico are Mexicans. And so one thing about Mexicans is they speak Spanish. If you go to Mexico, the prior language is Spanish, right? And so here I am, this gringo, Senor Negro, that's what they call me, Senor Negro. I go to their country, Mexico, but they must conduct the entire training in English. I speak at 180 words per minute. The typical human being speaks 120 to 150 words per minute. I get to 180. I speak with big words, what you would scientifically call multisyllabic words. 
I have a lot of gringos, people in America that can't understand me. I bring a lot of pressure. And when people get pressure, they get confused, they get scared. All the garbage that's in them comes up to the surface like you're squeezing a sponge, like you're popping a zit. Yeah, that's what I said, Spencer. Popping a zit. <laughs> no, it's ugly, but you get the picture, right? So when you squeeze somebody, all the gunk, all the junk, all the poison, all the pus, just like a zit, comes to the surface. And if it wasn't coming out of you, it wouldn't be coming in you. And so, if I sorry, if it wasn't in you, it wouldn't be coming out of you. And so today, I want to talk about communication. Because how do I do a training in a foreign language? And can I tell you about these 16 people in Team 246? These 16 people in Team 246, it was a tough weekend. Two and a half day intensive. I wondered through most of the training if I was making any sense, if they were getting it all. And I'm going to tell you, by the time we landed that plane, by the time that class was completed, on Saturday by 3.30, this, these 16 individuals had become Team 246. Their lives had changed. More than half of them were walking with God now, committed to be better brothers, better sisters, better husbands, better wives, better workers. And how did that happen? When I didn't even speak their language. Or should I say, they didn't speak my language. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about communication. How does one guide a team through huge transitions and not speak their native tongue? Well, today, I'm going to lay out the case for why. And today's title of the show is called Everything Else is Everything Else. And if you want to know why it's called Everything Else is Everything Else, then you got to stay tuned and be back after these commercial messages, because I'll be right here. Will you? This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. but it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we want to help you live your dreams. Today, I want to help you figure things out. Because confusion is the enemy's number one weapon formed against us. And right now, people are being confused. Depression, suicide, um, you know, gender dysphoria. That's all called confusion. We don't know how we're supposed to treat each other. Some people don't know what pronouns to use. If I got to tell you what pronouns to use for me, then I am really a poor communicator. If you don't know what pronouns to use for me, then that's really my problem, not your problem. We're so wrapped up in offense. You know, there's what's going on in America today. If you understand why we're in such hatred and anger, we're such a racist country day uh, is because we're confused. Uh, We're confused. We're we're missing the mark. We're wanting to fit in and and we don't know who we are. We don't know why we're here. We don't know whose we are. We don't know where we're going. And those are existential questions. And we have an existential crisis. And this is where leadership comes in. And this is why I do what I do. You know, I had 16 people in Monterey, Mexico, 16 Mexican nationals, 16 people who spoke Spanish as their primary language. A few of them had English as a secondary language. And I took them through an intensive, the toughest training they'll ever take in America, uh, two and a half days, 40 hours. Some people quit. Sometimes I kick people out. And, you know, none of those people felt bullied. None of those people played the victim. None of those people uh, felt offended. See, in America, we're so easily offended. And why does this matter? Because it comes down to communication. You're the one that makes yourself offended. Nobody else does. You're the one that makes yourself angry. Nobody else does. You're the one that shuts yourself down. Nobody else does. Quit blaming other people for your choices. See, it was Dr. Viktor Frankl, the father of logotherapy, who put it so succinctly. He said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And quit looking to the government to give you power and freedom. Quit looking to flesh to give you power and freedom. You are a three-part being. You must understand how you work. You would never get into a vehicle without knowing how it worked. You would never get behind a piece of construction equipment without knowing how it works. You would never get behind a gun with it loaded with your finger on the trigger, I hope, without knowing how it works. You have a body. It's a machine. You got to know the rules. The body releases 63 known chemicals. Your mind is six times faster than you can talk. See, these are ways you're made. Your mind, you have a conscious and unconscious mind. The battle's in the mind to conform, to not conform to the ways of this world, to, to transform your thinking. That's Romans 12. To focus only on those things that are good and pure. That's what God says because he knows how he made us. To hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, which today we call cognitive behavioral therapy, true therapy. You hold, you identify the lie. You hold your thoughts captive. You identify all the lies in your head, and one at a time, you replace them with the truth. But in order to do that, we must live and examine life. 
Remember, it was Aristotle who told us that an examined life is not worth living. It was God himself who called us to live an examined life. It was Paul, the greatest Christian outside of Jesus who ever walked this planet, who told us that you must examine yourself to see if you're even still in the faith. So we're talking about communication, communication, the foundation for all relationships, both business and personal. And whenever we're talking about communication, we're always talking about two types. You got to understand this. Now, I talk about the importance of communication. One of the things I do is I put things in nuggets. People learn in chunks. Dr. William Marston, some consider the father of adult learning, and back in 1922, 23, he wrote a book 100 years ago called The Emotions of Normal People. And in that book, he posited, intellectually, scientifically posited, not opinionated, you know, not just by a feeling, he posited that adults learn in chunks of information. And at that time, 100 years ago, uh, he said that we can, at the most, have seven plus or minus two chunks at a given time. But we've changed a lot. We're lazy thinkers. Atrophy. We don't think anymore. We got artificial intelligence. We got phones. We got program. Uh, we got Siri. We got Alexa. Believe it or not, our brains are getting number and number and dumber and dumber, lazier and lazier. We don't think for ourselves. Why do you think uh, the whole mass formation is going on? Why do you think we're being manipulated? Why do you think people can go on publicly and say, I just hate Republicans? I just want to kill them all. I mean, because they've been told to hate Republicans. Why do you think we're putting up with the joke that we have in office right now? Because people have been programmed to hate Donald Trump. I'm not saying it doesn't give you a reason to. You know, I'm not a huge Trump fan. I like Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump. Uh, I don't think he can be elected again to a general election because I think they've officially, officially borked him just like they destroyed Robert Bork unfairly, unjustly. I think they did the same thing to Donald Trump. You had the whole deep state, the whole state-run media for six years destroying him, spying on him, doing everything they can to destroy this guy, to undermine this guy. Everybody that was a Democrat in government office was a whistleblower. And remember remember a couple of years ago when we used to love whistleblowers when, Ronald, when Donald Trump was president? Now whistleblowers are a joke. Now whistleblowers are disgruntled employees. Now never listen to whistleblowers. Watch in a year and a half if a Republican Republican wins, watch how cool whistleblowers become again, right? This is what I'm saying. You all know this. We laugh. You're laughing right now. But the sad part is you're okay with it. This is the problem. Now you take that same way and now you put in everything. What does a man mean? What is a person's sexuality? What does it mean to follow God? And so you got to make things logical. Dr. Marston said we could hold on to, at a given time, seven plus or minus two chunks. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it's that much. I say three plus or minus two. And so you got to put things in chunks, easy to remember. A chunk allows you to remember. It's like scuba, right? The term scuba is an acronym, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. How did you learn the alphabet? You didn't learn the alphabet in 26 letters, you learn the alphabet in one song. I'm not sure if we got the music here, Spencer. <laughs> Ready? Sing along. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Right? It's a song. And by the way, notice the rhythm. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb. Right? Once you realize we are unconscious creatures, 
That's what mass formation, that's what group uh, hypnosis is. That's what Joseph Goebbels did. Give me the media and with enough repetitions, I could make any nation believe that a square is a circle, Joseph Goebbels said. Joseph Goebbels said, give me the media and I can make any country a country of pigs. Oink, oink, America, right? So in leadership, a chunk that I got that God gave me about two decades ago was what's called the four plus one C's of leadership. This is the foundation of leadership. You can call this a four plus one C's of team building. You can call this a four plus one C's of success. You can call this a four plus one C's of, of life because they are foundation. And the four C's are commitment, communication, clear vision, and consensus. If you're gonna build something great, you need to have those four C's. Whether that great thing is you, whether that great thing is a family, whether that great thing is a company, whether that great thing is a church, whether that great thing is your country. It always starts with commitment. And you know there's a lack of commitment in the world today? You know, when people say I do, it's supposed to be an eternal decision. You are making a commitment to God, not to that man or woman, but to God first and foremost. That's why I say commitment is always about trust. If you were in my class and writing this down, I'd say under commitment, write one word, trust. Because commitment and trust go hand in hand. They're wed. Because without commitment, there is no trust. And without trust, there can be no commitment. That's why people say, I do, which is a commitment, but they mean I'll try, which is not a commitment. It's a powerless word. People say, I do, but they mean I'll give it a tra- test drive, see if I like it. That's not a commitment. Commitment's about trust. If someone can't trust you, how can they commit to you? And if someone doesn't believe you're committed to them, how can they trust you? And then we have clear vision. You need to have clear vision. Clear vision's about three questions. Where are we now? Where are we going? What will it take to get there and how long? And most people think the first question, where are we now, is a given. It's not. Most people can't answer properly the first question. It's a question of honesty. What's wrong and what's right about where you are now compared to where you should be, where God wants you? But that's a little uncomfortable question, so people pretend and they don't ask it. Consensus is about gaining agreement. Consensus is the method of gaining agreement, which we don't know anymore. We don't gain consensus. We don't gain agreement. We beat people down with a cudgel. We call people a racist if they don't agree with it. We call them a bigot or a hate for a homophobic. If they don't agree with our opinion, our beliefs, then we call them hate. And then we have a right to hate them because they're hate, right? Just like the Germans learned that they could hate the Jews because the everything problem in Germany was because of the Jews. So let's hate the Jews, and if you hate someone, you can do whatever you want to them. Which brings us back to communication. And whenever we're talking about communication, we're always talking about self and others. We're talking about communication we have with another person, like I'm having with you, that's called interpersonal. But let me tell you, the most important part is intrapersonal. The way we talk to ourselves. Remember, we have 30 to 60,000 conversations with ourselves a day. And I'm going to tell you right now, the way you talk to yourself truly does frame, truly does dictate the way you talk to somebody else. So today we're talking about communication. And after the break, I'm going to break it down so you can better connect with others. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
My show's about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. And today we are talking about communication. You know why? Because the way we communicate to ourselves gives us hope or makes us hopeless. You know, there is a pandemic hitting this country and it's not some virus that was developed in a China lab. It's called depression. It's called dysphoria. Call it gender dysphoria. How about call it national dysphoria? Call it familiar dysphoria? Call it presidential dysphoria? Political dysphoria? You know what dysphoria means? An uncoupledness, right? Euphoria. Euphoria, right? You got to know words, people. Grab your dictionary. Don't you dare give the other side your dictionary. You know, we're all speaking the same language, but we're all using a different dictionary. Don't you see how all this falls into communication? And because we have an unconscious mind and a conscious mind, a majority of our experience happens at the unconscious level. And so you can be manipulated. You can be programmed. Yep, words are programming. Yep, I'm telling you that right now. Words are programming. The right word at the right time will change someone's life. The wrong word at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. And so whenever you talk about communication, you're talking about two types. Interpersonal is what most people go to training for, how to talk to another people, right? Intrapersonal is why most people are on antidepressants, why most people see a psychologist or should see a psychologist, because I met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. If other people said and did to us, what we allow in our heads, we never tolerate it. That's why there's so much depression, suicide. I mean, Kate Spade, she has all the money in the world, has a high-end leather bag and purse and all that job. She can go anywhere she wants. She's famous. She commits suicide by hanging herself on a doorknob. Hang herself on a doorknob. That means she had to lay down and suffocate herself, strangulate herself. Do you realize how much pain you have to be 
to slowly strangle yourself? Do you realize at any point she could have stood up and breathed? Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. The way we talk to ourselves makes us sick. It does. Again, if you don't believe me, let's take a look at logotherapy. I'm sorry, epigenetics. I make myself sick. Caroline Lee from the book, Who Switched Off My Brain? Research shows that, and this is a quote, research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, what we call lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. These toxic emotions can cause migraines, hypertension, strokes, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, allergies, just to name a few. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine and decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing worldwide. Do you realize that cancer, cancer must have an acidic environment. It needs acid to grow. And so many people, their base in their bodies is acidic. I, I drink 9.5 pH water. Our bodies are acidic, but you know what makes them more acidic? Our thoughts. There's a proverb out there that says, your thoughts will dry your bones. There's a proverb that says, with the presence of strife, there is every other sin and evilness. The body releases 63 known chemicals. The number one thing that causes the release of those chemicals is our self-talk. See, the battle is in the mind. It doesn't matter what happens to you. What matters is what happens in you. It's the preposition. It doesn't matter. We're so focused on pronouns that we're missing it. We're being faked out. It's a big fake out. You got to pay attention to the pronoun. You cannot control what happens to you. There are, uh, life is unfair, unjust. That's part of life. There is, no, there is no justice on this side of eternity. If we got justice, we'd all go to hell. This is what the 10th commandment is in the Bible. Thou shalt not covet. The whole privilege movement is a violation of God's 10th commandment. The whole keeping a pound of flesh, keeping a record of wrong, reminding ourselves of every ill that's ever happened to us. And then we go back, the, 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 our deep state wants you to hate. Our deep state wants you to focus not just on your pain, but the pain of anybody that you can remember in your family. And then they want you to go back if you're not white, as long as you're not white, if you're anything but white, they want you to go back 500 years and create a fake history so they can create more fake hatred so they can make black people hate white people and white people fear black people and white people feel like they're guilty and shameful for being white and black people feel like they're a victim and poor and the world hates them because they're black. And this is the mess we're getting in. And now we're telling you to keep a record wrong, keep a pound of flesh. And you know what? We should give all black people trillions of dollars. You realize what that's going to do to all these poor white people out there like me, the hatred, the bitterness. See, this is why I do what I do. 
they're creating a battle zone out there. They are making the battles in the mind. And as we lose the battle in the mind, we lose the battle in the home. And as we lose the battle in the home, we lose the battle in our communities and our states. And as we lose the battle in our community and our states, we lose the battle in our country. And let's be honest, most people have already lost the spiritual battle. They no longer follow after the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God of Abraham and Moses, the God of Noah, the God of Scott Black. Instead, they choose to follow after the gods of this new world. Gods like Baal, Baal Zebul, Ashtaroth, and Ashtaroth poles. Ashtaroth was known for her LGBTQ, her transgender. She could be male and female. If you look at the temple attendance for Ishtar in history, they look like a gay pride parade. Just look at it. I'm just telling you. And then, of course, we have Molech. You know what Molech was? They would roll their babies, this huge metal statue or a stone statue filled with fire. And they would, the arms on it would roll down and they'd put the baby in this burning hot thing and they'd roll down and fall into fire, screaming and crying. Why? So that they would bless, the, the, so that Molech would bless their country, would bless their fields so they could have a good produce uh, and would make things easier on them. So they would sacrifice their children at a convenience. Sound familiar? This is why the battle's in the mind, people. This is why you gotta support us. We need your support. We see a need and we meet a need. You know, communication's about understanding words as well. And if you don't understand words, then they're just a whole bunch of letters put together without the energy to back them up. And so you gotta understand it's a clarion call that we gotta figure out. So transactional analysis, key points, listen. Dr. Eric Byrne figured this out. He studied communication and he put it together in a form called transactional analysis. It's important to notice these transactions, which he says are basically the basic way we interact. One must look beyond what is being said. This is what you gotta get. See, according to Dr. Byrne, one must look at how the words are being delivered, accents on particular words, changes in tone, volume, as the nonverbal signs accompanying these words, like body language, facial expressions, they matter. Transactional analysis will pay attention to all these cues when analyzing a transaction and identifying which ego states are involved. And your ego state is your state of mind. See, this deals with your internal communication. Your ego state is your state of mind, the way you feel, and it's driven by your own self-talk. Now listen, when you're communicating with another person, the importance of these nonverbal cues can be understood by considering the work of Dr. Albert Morabian. See, Byrne passed away in 1970, I think it was, before Morabian's uh, seminal work was published. But Morabian's uh, work quantitatively proved the importance of nonverbal cues in communication. This is what I do. I take all the sciences and put them together. Psychology, biology, sociology, theology. Um, put it all together to where it makes sense. This is why we need your support. You know, we have a 501c3. Go to likeitmatters.net. Donate to our 501c3. We have a lot of people we help. You know, we have a Christ-satisfied ministry in Tampa Bay with Jim Mullen. Man, he goes into prisons and help people who are lost, murderers, all that. Heal, become new again, clean up their stinking thinking. He goes in the inner city in Tampa Bay at midnight, one o'clock in the morning on Friday and Saturday to drug dealers and pimps and prostitutes. And he preaches the word. 
We got our friend here, Danny, who's now in Chicago. The great news for those of you following Danny, Danny was just approved. He's getting a heart transplant. So my brother Danny got it. So he's in Chicago. He's going to be living there for a year now. But man, Danny's got bills about $2,500 a month that we want to help him meet. As he's getting his heart and his body's getting used to his heart, all the surgeries, all the rehab, he has to live within 15 minutes of the hospital. So a lot of, this is what we do. We got uh, um, um, uh, children in Africa, Uganda, Kawuki. You know, we got to put them all back in school. It cost me about a thousand bucks where we just plant our first food. So there's lots we do. We do this radio show. We do leadership training at likeitmatters.net. And we help people whether they, they have money or not. This is why we need your help. And please help us spread the word on our radio show. We're working to go nationwide. If you're listening to this radio show, whatever state you're listening, call your local talk radio, your local Christian talk radio, and say, hey, we need to listen to Like It Matters Radio. I mean, we're now available on all the satellites. We can uh, be reached on the satellites, uh, Westwood One Satellite, SRN3, Like It Matters Radio, Salem's XDSIP Satellite, again, Like It Matters Radio. So we want to change the world. We want to make a difference. But without you, we can't do it. And if not you, then who? And not now, then when? Because the way we talk to ourselves dictates the way we treat other people. So after the break, I'm going to go in depth in what is intra-personal communication and how do you change it to get the best results. I'm Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. It Matters Radio. Today, we're talking about communication. It is so important. It is why you're close in your relationships or why you're far away. It is why you like the company you keep when you're by yourself, or it's why you need to self-medicate when you're by yourself, to drink something, to smoke something, to pop something, to take something. It all comes down to our communication. At 57 years old, I can tell you today, I actually like the company I keep when I'm by myself. I actually can sleep with myself and not feel the need to have somebody else share my bed with me. I actually like the company I keep when I close my eyes. And it's taken a long time to get there because when most people close their eyes, what goes off is all that self-talk, all those 30 to 60,000 thoughts, all the disbelief, all that fear, all the anger, all that resentment, all that record of wrong. See, ladies and gentlemen, I have people all over the world I lead. I have an orphanage in Uganda. We take care of 50 kids, Kawuki, and a team of three others. I I send them the scripture every day. I teach them about vision and leadership. 
and we feed 40 to 50 kids. We're putting them back into school now. We bought an, uh, an acre of land. They they just harvested their first beans. They're, they got maize growing and some other vegetables. We're teaching them how to be self-sufficient. I need your help supporting those people. I got a young family, three children, oldest 17, Mudalamin. He's got a 14-year-old brother uh, and an 11-year-old daughter. And I take care of them. We keep them alive. We feed them monthly. We pay for his schooling. I got a friend of mine, Richard, who's my brain scientist. I can capture your fingerprints and give you a 37-page print of your brain. And I just got this from Mumbai, India. We've been supporting him since before the pandemic. The pandemic destroyed them. In India, it's hell. No one's talking about it. So I asked Richard, my 70-year-old friend, brain scientist, intelligent man. He said, how are you doing? He says, not doing great, but we keep on praying. The situation here is also very rough. This week, we had another economic meltdown. Government has taken all our money uh, for public use. He said, I had been using the money that you've been sending me very wisely with minimum expenses. He said, we are able to survive on the money you sent, but it will not last for much longer. Inflation is high and there's no money here on the market. Only the rich and very rich are having a great time. He says, quote, I'm confident that God will come to, to our help and we pray for you and your family. He said that government has junked money, the currency, which has created more uncertainty than reliefs. And then I get this picture of this village on fire. And he says this, just got the image of our ancestral home in Northeast India, got burnt down to communal riots and violence. So they're rioting there in India, like here in America. There were internet bans in state for the last 15 days. We couldn't know what happened. We have given it to some people to stay as we are not living there. There are hundreds of deaths and around 8,000 homes burnt down. Please pray for us, brother. He said, evil is at work. Only God can bring solace. We need God's help. This happened in the state of Manipur. I don't know how I can get help. God is our only hope. So we just sent him another $1,000. We can send him $1,000 a month. This is stuff I give out. We got a radio show that costs us three grand a month. So, you know, we need donations from people like you. We do two and a half day transformational training. So go to likeitmatters.net. We got a 501c3. You get tax deductions and you know it's going to good use. Get us on your local radio station. The more people that hear us, the more impact we make, the more impact we make, the more of a difference. We can change this country one heart, body and soul at a time. And today we're talking about communication. And people want to know, how do you carry on? How do you lead and counsel and, and preach to people in Africa that don't even speak English? How do you go to Mexico uh, and train Mexican nationals whose primary language is Spanish and teach in English? How, and yet you change people's lives. Of that class of 16, that corporation, uh, at least half of those people are now walking with God. Our training is not religious. Our training gets people to what's important to them. And at least nine of those people realized they had forgotten God, that he's important to them. And so you got to realize words are only 7% of communication. This gentleman by the name of Albert Morabian said, when a person puts forward a message concerning their feelings, words account for about 7% of the interaction. Tone of voice accounts for about 38%, and body language accounts for 55%. In his studies, Merubian comes to two conclusions. First, he said that there are basically three elements in any face-to-face -face communication. And he broke down those three things, words. The actual letters put together you use are about 7%. Tone of voice, timber, emotion, all that 
is about 38%. And the nonverbal, facial expressions, gestures, posture, all that is 55. Now, a lot of this is going on at the unconscious level. You're not consciously aware of this. This is being affected at the unconscious level. And he goes, secondly, the nonverbal elements are particularly important for communicating feelings and attitudes. And that's the big part that I hit on. My training, I get people emotionally involved. We deal with attitudes, we deal with feelings because they are chemical responses. And so he says the nonverbal elements are particularly important for communicating feelings and attitude. Listen, especially when they are incongruent. In other words, if words disagree, if the words you were saying and the tone of voice and nonverbal behavior do not match, listen, people tend to believe the tonality and nonverbal behavior over the words. Now, people can debate this back and forth and all that, but you know, I've been doing what I do for 31 years. Uh, I speak fast, I use big words, and a lot of times even gringos don't get a lot of what I'm saying at the conscious level but they get it at the unconscious level. So a transaction is a unit of social intercourse. That's what it's called. See, if two or more people encounter each other, sooner or later, one of them will speak, will make a gesture, will make, do some type of communication, will give some other indication of acknowledging the presence of another person. This is called a transactional stimulus. Another person will then say or do something in return, which is some way related to the stimulus, and that is called a transactional response. So, between the stimulus and the response, you get it now? There is our power. So let me remind you how God made us. Your mind is six times faster than you can talk. And so what happens is the Bible says a dog returns to his vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. In other words, we go to what we know. Why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat. Why do we go to what we know? Because we're humans. That's what we do. It's conditioned. It's autopilot. It's programming. And so we got to remember information is received so fast that the mind reacts. Like if I tell you, don't picture the Statue of Liberty. See, as soon as I say Statue of Liberty, you have an essence. You can't move fast enough to stop it. Why? Because your mind is six times faster you can talk. Pink elephants. See them? Yeah. See, communication is thought transmission. Like we talk about all the time about the reticular activating system and the RAS, the brain's focal center, the unconscious level does not pick up negative programming. So when you tell someone don't do something, they must picture it. Imagine if you had a car and you're backing up and you did not want to hit a tree. If you did not want to hit a tree, what must you keep in your field of vision at all times? The tree. So when you focus on, I don't want to be like my dad, I don't want to be like my dad, I don't want to be like my dad, you actually are focusing totally on how your dad is. And your eyes and your feet are inextricably connected because your feet go where your eyes are focused and your eyes go where your feet are moving to. And so when you tell a child, don't spill the milk, ding, in their unconscious mind, wipe off the word don't, they see spilt milk. And then they get anxious. And what do they do? They spill the milk. And you did it. So communication is an interactive process. The more you understand how the other person is thinking and feeling, 
the better you can communicate to get what you both want from the interaction. And so we have three primary modalities. We process through by seeing, we process by hearing, and we process by experience, either feeling, a tactile touch, or emotions. This is the basis of neuro-linguistic programming, which is what I have my master's in. And so remember Dr. Morabian said, body language, voice, and words. See, one you can see, one you can hear, and the two of them cause you to feel. See, once you identify that, then you meet people in their map of reality. You get out of your way of thinking, you step to someone else's way. You don't have to agree with it, you just have to understand it. And what you do is you match a model. Why? Because people like people like themselves. And so for body language, you can see gestures, postures, facial expression, energy. Under voice, you can focus on tonality, emotions, pace, tempo, inflection. Under words, you can focus on education level, predicates, metaphors, similes, key words. See, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to understand a language to communicate with people. Why? Because a hello, a smile is hello in any language. You've got to understand people. You've got to understand how people work. You gotta understand how you work. And you gotta realize that there's more than your opinion in the world. If you wanna learn more, listen to this daily radio show. If you wanna learn more, go to likeitmatters.net because I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.